Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. All right. Good morning. Happy Saturday morning, everyone. They know it's not Saturday morning, but they're listening to it on Saturday morning. That's where we are. Ocean, Tommy, great to see you guys. Haven't I don't think I've Ocean. I haven't seen you in a while. Tommy, always great to see you. So exactly. thrilled that uh, we get the chance to get together and chat about 
whatever we want to chat about, what you've been watching, movie news, any of that stuff, anything that's just burning on, you know, you're just like, I got to get this off my chest. I saw this. I loved it. I saw this. I hated this. I read this article. Can you believe this? Anything? Good. Good morning, gentlemen. It's a... it's good morning. It's, it's wonderful to see you again. Oh, what a beautiful Saturday! Exactly. I'm trying to put the artifice well, back together. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I just got done eating some pancakes, French toast, bacon, <laughs> eggs, and a side of hash go. browns. So I'm I'm going to be in a food coma in a minute. I, yeah. my bi- I made a sad a bowl of Saturday my big Saturday morning breakfast. <laughs> so I had my Saturday <laughs> soup. Right. So, Chowder for breakfast. I'm so sad. So from a from a news uh, standpoint, I think the only thing that I saw that jumped out at me the, uh, lately, uh, right now, I'm finding that a lot of the news is future looking, uh, you know, things that are coming out in September, October, November, which are all great and fun, and we can discuss some of those things. But the one thing that I saw that I was that I, that I just kind of tickled me a little bit was there uh, even though the last James Bond movie uh, at least the Daniel Craig version of the James Bond movies that I do not count as James Bond movies is uh, is coming out uh, they are already having this, the articles of speculation of who will be the next James Bond and oh. I found that I could not make myself care. I wanted to care, but I, I just I just didn't care. I don't think it mattered because I think they're going to try to reboot it again and you know do do a do a new go a new direction. They have they have, however, apparently in the most recent article, they have decided uh, that it will not be a woman, and that the the names that they're floating about are like you know Henry Cavill, Idris Elba, uh, Tom Tom Hardy, and then. Um, Re- I don't know how to pronounce his name. Reggae Jean Page, the the guy from uh, from Bridgerton. Bridgerton, Bridgerton yeah. Yes. So those are the those are the big oh, right, four yeah. names right now that are already being put out. And I, I found it interesting that even though the movie hasn't come out, there you know the 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 corpse is not cold. They are already trying to think who should we have next. And even though we can take this in a whole nother direction and do whole new things with James Bond, we will absolutely positively not have it be a woman, but maybe a man of color. We'll see. So, so so why is it that you don't care? Is it because you're just done with James Bond? I, you know, I I found that I normally I you know kind of into all this. You know, ever since back when they had the when they were always talking about Pierce Brosnan when he was on Remington Steel and be that, and I was like you know all getting excited like oh he'd be a great James Bond and you know and I I I do still think he was a great James Bond. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and so, uh, but I found that I think I'm finding I don't care partially because the Daniel Craig movies to me, because I don't feel that they're like James Bond movies because they don't follow the James Bond formula. They feel much more like Jason Bourne movies to me than James, than James oh. Bond because, you know, James Bond has his formula. You know, the, the you know, you have the girl, the, you get, you hook up with the girl at the beginning, she dies. Uh, you then go hang out with Q for a bit. Well, actually, James Bond sleeps with him, then she dies. Uh, you go hang out with Q for a bit, you get some gadgets, you have a, you know, you have a, another another girl that comes along that helps you with the main story, with the mystery, the bad guy over explains too much. You stop him, James Bond hooks up with the girl, and then that's credits, right? And I don't have to know what happened in any other movie to enjoy one. Like, you can throw in any Pierce Brosnan movie, it doesn't matter which one, in which order you will fully understand the story you'll be able to follow along you will like it you won't like it on its own merits and it's its own thing the daniel craig ones all required you to follow the story along the whole way and they abandoned that cheesy formula that we've that we've enjoyed for several years but do you think that that cheesy formula with and some of those elements that you mentioned are super problematic (laughs) would that still like hold up in today's like because they started with the Pierce Brosnan movies with the one where they 
they can control the sun and he's driving around an ice palace. Like they got out of control, yeah. I thought, with the craziness and campiness and just I mean, I loved the the return to I guess I see what you're saying. It's not a return to blunt normalcy. It was a shift. Correct. But I just liked it because it was so much more um, realistic. I, you know, I, I understand that. And there is an appreciation for the movies on their merits, right? So, like, for example, the Daniel Craig movies on their own, I do like and I enjoy the movies and I watch them. I don't want to, I don't want to, to say that I think they're I bad see. You're movies. just taking them out of right. the franchise. They're not James Bond. They're something else, right? And so, to me, I, I, I find that one of the opinions I have is that if you're going to use a property and you're going to then say, well, we're going to take this property and, you know, move it either a lot of times you do it from TV to movies. You see it all the time, like with Miami Vice, where that movie was nothing like the show at all, right? But if you're going to then say, this is James Bond and we're going to take this property. When I go to a James Bond movie, I'm expecting a James Bond movie. I know what I'm signing up for. I, You know, that whole cheesy formula that, yes, is it a cheesy formula? Sure. Can it get old? Of course. But if I'm going to a James Bond movie, I know this is happening and that's what I'm expecting. If I go to a James Bond movie and I see a Jason Bourne movie, I'm like, well, I didn't come here for a Jason Bourne movie. Do I like a Jason Bourne movie? Sure, but I wanted to see a James Bond movie, and you're not you're not making that. You're making something else. Like to, even to the point of with the, with these. Daniel <laughs> I just Craig, had a picture yeah. of you saying all these things out loud in the theater during the movie. <laughs> this is a different kind of movie because I didn't. Everyone's like, "Who is this exactly. guy?" <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, honestly, the Call of the Solace, which was his second one, was the first time it came up that I really noticed this problem because I, about thirty minutes in, I'm going with a group of people, and I looked around at everybody else, and I said, "Does." anybody know what is going on right now? And, and everyone was like, no, because Quantum of Solace starts three minutes after a Casino Royale ends. So you had to remember Casino Royale. And I have never gone to a James Bond movie remembering what happened in the other James Bond movies because they didn't matter. And so if you're going to then say right. that this is the property we're doing and we're putting out this product, well, then there is a formula and a pattern and a routine to that product. And that's what we're trying to get. If you're going to make something else, I mean, you could have changed Daniel Craig's name in James Bond and made him like, you know, John Phoenix, right? And you wouldn't have even thought for a while that they were ripping off James Bond, right? So, right. so it's exactly yeah, 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 you could have called them anything. Yeah. And so, so to me, it's not a James Bond movie. To me, it is a it is an entertaining action sequence that is a wholly different franchise in a wholly different way. And so, even though they're going to come up with a new James Bond, I mean, I imagine they're going to stick in the same other direction because it is definitely more modern, and you can make an argument for better movies. But then, to me, I feel that. You're losing the, you know, the magic of what James Bond was. And you're now making, you've now made it into something else. I mean, it's a valid point because I think the standalone nature and a lot of those those tropes were all around the same age. You grew up like as an adolescent with James Bond and it's like, you're not looking for complex storytelling character development. It's like, oh, here's a guy and he gets the girl and he's got all these cool gadgets and he kills exactly. the bad guy at the end. Yeah. And that's that's all you needed. That was pure entertainment it, it, targeted to like 12-year-old boys. And now you've got complex, you know, adult issues relating to identity. And all. it's like, that's not what 12-year-olds want. They want something light and fun. But would you say then perhaps, is that what is, has the Fast and Furious franchise sort of mm. stepped into that void? Because I don't know that you need, I know there are some continuity pieces between those, but I don't think, my, my daughter went and saw F9. She hadn't seen any of the other ones because she's like, it's going to be ridiculous, stupid fun, and that's all we want, and there's cars in space and all that, and you don't need to know that much if you 
you know, about it other than there's guys and cars and good guys and bad guys. And I think that's perhaps one of the successes of that franchise is that it's uh, yes. filling that void. And that's exactly what I was thinking as you, as you said that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise is, it is filling that void and they are providing movies of where I can watch it. I, there are times that I would like to go to the movies and be like, you know what? I don't need to think about the geopolitical issues of France in the 1800s to enjoy this. I want to be able to just say, look, this is visually <laughs> fun to watch. It's a little bit humorous. It's exciting. There's a story. There's a conclusion. At the end, I can walk out. That's, that, is, that is entertaining as well. Yeah. Everything doesn't have to be like with Spectre, where it was like, you're going to try to build on the bad guys from four other movies. And, you know, I'm like, I don't even remember the guy from two movies back. Like, why do I care about all this? Right. So that's not not what I'm right. looking for out of James Bond. There we go. So that's why so you <laughs> exactly. don't care yeah. about who they cast because you feel if, if there was a return to standalone, yeah, yeah, then yeah. you might be more I, invested. I but yeah, yeah I don't I, see I them going recognize back. recognize that I'm yeah. sounding a little bit like yeah. old man. Hey, get off my yeah. lawn, you crazy kids. You don't think that I'm not trying to go with progress, but I don't. In this issue, in this instance, I'm like, no, I don't want progress. I, you know, Normally I want progress, but here I want it to stay the way it was. <laughs> okay. They, they put exactly. Jason Bourne in your James Bond exactly. and you don't want to yeah. mix your JBs. I got right. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anything you guys have been watching on TV or movies that, uh, you know, interested in sharing something that's surprised you? You know, I don't know. I'm looking at Ocean and he's like, I have yeah. not had time to watch anything or nothing's been thrilling me. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. There hasn't been, there really hasn't been too much. I'm, I'm saving Ted Lasso. Oh, and so, okay. Because okay. I, yeah, what I, what I, what I did was, uh, so my wife and I sat down and we watched the first episode of Ted Lasso, loved it. It was great. We could not wait for the next episode. And then we realized, oh, we have to wait a week. And that really kind of just pissed me off. And so <laughs> I said, so, so then we kind of just agreed that we're pretty much waiting till the end of the season so we can binge it. None, we don't necessarily watch them all back to back to back, to, you know, back to back. But I, I don't want to wait a week between Ted Lasso's because Ted Lasso's make me feel great. Yes. And I, and I, and I, and I love them and they're positive and they're an amazing story. And, and I, when, I, when I'm done with one, if I still have the energy, I want the next one right there. And so I'm, I'm saving that. And that's really the, you know, that's probably the main thing that I would have been watching. Other than that, I've, you know, I've seen some of the movies that I've been watching that what if, but that's already been dis- discussed on, on this uh, podcast. Yeah. And, um, um, I saw the Suicide Squad, oh, okay. which was, you know, well, yeah, which which I would say could is a really good. Man. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah it, it was fun. But, it was. But everybody it was, saw it, was it at bad. home, right? Nobody ventured out in the theaters to see that. Everybody I stayed at home. Did, did the big yeah. movie on this? A big movie on the small yeah. screen. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Ocean, I'm I'm yep. the same same place you are with Ted Lasso because we didn't get to season one until it had all the episodes were available, so we blasted through that. And then when second season started, we wanted to have a buffer. So we we have watched a, a few episodes and then we saw, okay, we could watch this next episode, but then we've got to wait a week. So let's hold back for a couple of weeks. Then we can do another surge forward exactly. because you're right. If, if you're in the mood, you, you want to, you might have a day when you need two or three episodes of Tad Lasso to, to redeem the day. <laughs> so totally, totally get it in the same boat there. Tommy. I'm watching it every week, like a real jerk. You're watching it every week. And you're like, nope, I'm just yep. going to wallow in that well, for the week and wait yeah, for the so next one. I watch okay. it on Friday yeah. and then I take a whole bunch of Ambien and I sleep straight through to the next Friday. <laughs> and then the I watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. So I'm rested. Um, I'm jealous of your life. I am in, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to know my Ambien bills. Um, I am really enjoying it. And I'm a little aghast at the, it's going through a backlash a bit. Oh, really? 
Yeah, is people are uh, of... talking about well, two things. One that there there's overall a lesser there's a lack of conflict compared to the first season, and people are wondering if that's diminishing its ability oh. to do its job. Uh, because it's not like Ted Lasso's trying to win a whole bunch of people over this time. No, it's that whole second season thing of you've got that initial concept, right? And then you you follow through on that. Then where do you go with these characters? If you resolve that, where do you go? But and I like it because it's getting into more character yeah. development. These people are becoming oh, more yeah. real, and so I'm yeah. enjoying that. The other one, well, if you guys haven't seen it, there's there's there is one major conflict that is extremely timely that does come up, and then is immediately so far dropped. Oh. Okay. Like they sort of address it and then it just magically goes away. And that oh. has some people a little worried about wondering okay. and not goes away solved. Like it's just somehow not no it's longer forgotten. a problem or okay. something. It's a little, yeah. Oh. So people okay. are worried, like, can it even handle conflict? I don't care about yeah. any of those people because I'm enjoying it. I think okay. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Because wow. everything else I watch are horror movies, and so it's probably a good. It's probably good to have a little bit of positivity when I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna die." Oh, he didn't. Like that's usually what I do with most Ted Lasso. The whole team lived. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah, until they get on that airplane, until they get right. on the airplane to Argentina or whatever, and then oh, who knows what's gonna happen? That's yeah. I think everybody's sort of chilling out, staying away from theaters, you know, waiting to see where things go. But we're continuing to see lots of content. That my wife looked at me and said, "Okay, we." can't possibly be watching everything on all the services. Which one do we put on pause? Which one have we not been watching? But I'm like, there's so much good stuff everywhere. There's yes. a whole bunch of, the, there's there the, uh, oh, I can't remember, the Nicole Kidman series on Hulu, the one where she stayed in character for like five months or something, apparently. Nine Perfect Strangers? Nine Perfect Strangers, yes. Exactly. I'm a little nervous about watching that because I loved White Lotus so much. And, See, and that's one I ha I haven't gotten to that one either. So there's it's the the the, the, the wealthy white people on vacation, you know, yes. series, right? <laughs> the reviews yeah, yeah, for yeah, Nine exactly. Perfect Strangers are like, oh, this would have been great if we didn't just have a superior. Let's all go oh, to a wow. resort okay. because there was like a real mystery and stuff for the White yeah. Lotus, and this is just sort of a bunch, a, an extremely well cast sort of snooze a little bit is what I've heard. Ah, but, okay. Uh, yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So Steve, you and I are the last two people on earth that have not watched White Lotus. Yeah. I so think, I think to, so. We need to get on. I, it. I yeah. know it's there's <laughs> that. And then what was the one that was just before that with, um, Oh, what's her name? That, British actress, but she's playing the mm. detective in Pennsylvania or whatever. Was that mayor? Oh, mayor of, of Easttown. Uh, of Easttown. That's mayor. another one that so everybody. Good. I know. I got to get around to it sometime, someday, somewhere. Yeah, I know. Too much good. Yeah, TV. but I, I, I am planning to go. Um, even with everything, um, with the with the things we're having with the COVID and the flares up, flare ups and everything like that. I, you know, I, I'm vaccinated, so I do feel um, comfortable to go to the theaters to see something like Shang Chi, which is coming out. Soon. Oh, you are so going to go? I plan. Cool. Uh, yes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to theaters for that, and I'll go to theaters for a couple, th uh, yeah, maybe for a couple other bigger movies here or there. And so, uh, you know, I do understand and recognize and and appreciate that. You know, that because we're able to get all of these, uh, all this wonderful entertainment at home, it does make it where why would we go to the theaters? But I, uh, for for some of these larger, you know, for yes. the 
bigger movies that I would do want to see in the theater anyway. I, I'm I'm feeling that I'm gonna you know brave I'll brave the waters and uh, and go out and see it. Oh yeah, I no I'm right there with you. There's you know we'll see how things go, but I'm super excited for Dune, but also All right. oh crud, it's gonna be Dune. We're, we'll get this one, which is the first part, and then that's gonna be it because it's gonna because it's coming to HBO Max. So the box office numbers aren't gonna be what everybody anticipates. Plus with you know COVID cases rising, I'm anticipating it's going to be like this critically acclaimed fan beloved movie that no one goes to see, like Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> and then we won't get the second part of it is my my greatest well, concern about that one, because I love this, this story. You know, I want to see it on a big screen. Uh, but that's that's my fear is that, again, this great potential that gets unrealized with, you know, more more Dune. So we will see. Well. Well, they've committed to making other movies, so hopefully they still do keep to that. And so I, I think that yeah. even with, you know, maybe the math is different yeah. on the HBO Max side yeah. that they'll just, you know, as long as subscribers stay up, then they'll, we'll they'll, see. Yeah. they'll feel like I, they've got enough money to keep it. Yeah, we will see. Keep it going. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, shall we talk trailers? We have no red band rule. We have no A24. And since the early bird gets the worm, I get to go first with Mayday. This is the victory. We're receiving your signal. Request to know if you're in distress. Do you like the radio? There's a storm one mile south. Yes, I'm in distress. Help is on the way. How many souls on board? We don't have any souls. Ma'am, can you beat me? Ma'am, we have no bearing. We are taking a fun water arms. We get man overboard. Man, 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 man. Fancy creatures. You must be the new girl. What is this? Where are we? Where we belong? Mayday is the story of, I don't know, a bunch of crazy ladies on an island with guns, t- you know, on a vendetta <laughs> yeah. against men. Uh, this. I, I had not heard of this. This is from uh, first-time feature film writer-director Karen Sinore. Sinore? I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, But this is one where I watched it, and then I thought, I think I'm going to really enjoy this movie. Or this is going to be a disaster because there's <laughs> it has so much potential. I love these types of things where I don't know when in time we are. Is this like borderline like fable, parable, myth type of thing? Uh, it's got a lot of big ideas. There may be a little bit of cheesiness that that could emerge from this. I don't know, but I think you know I'm excited to see uh, Mia Goth in this. You know what she does with this character. You know find out more about this world and what's going on. But I I fear with a great concept like this, is there a way to really have a satisfying ending to it? Because that that's my fear with like mm. oh my gosh you know is is our main character you know is she going to win out? What's going to happen? And then. How is that a fulfilling ending? But I don't care. I'm going to go along for the thrill ride when when this comes out and, you know, see where this one goes. What would what, you guys think of this? Well, when I saw the trailer, I thought a few things. One, I do like how it is an original story because that's mm-hmm. the, it, yes. it looks very original to me with that. Um, I like also how the trailer wants me to think that it's set in the 1920s, although I don't think it is. No. And I like how when I'm watching the trailer, you know, while I wasn't putting the analysis that you were in terms of do I think the ending will be good, I was thinking maybe they're secretly mermaids. 
And oh. that's what that's what that's what it is. Yeah, but that's they, your guess for ship. everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, true, yeah. true. But you know, I was like, because I saw the shipwreck, yeah. and I go, maybe the shipwreck <laughs> people, the man, bring them to their island and then it's slay them. them. You know, yeah, exactly. And then uh, so yeah, no, I think it looks really interesting, and I do look forward to watching it. I I, I expect that I will be spending uh, some evening at home enjoying this on HBO Max. Wait, do mermaids? Lure men and kill them? Is that a mermaid thing? Not in the Disney well, mythology. Not no. in the Disney <laughs> mythology. No, but there are versions of mermaids that really yes, they lure. They, yeah. they lure yeah, from ship. Oh, yeah. Are mermaids the same things as sirens? Because I know sirens do that. Sirens sing to you, and then you sail your boat into a rock, and it's, so that's the same thing as mermaids. Got I think it, it might okay. be yeah. different ge- geography, whereas you know the sirens, whatever that's Greek mythology. Mermaids may be Got more it. northern European type of mythos. Yep. There, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then they they bring you down to the deep and kill you. And so it's that would have made Splash more interesting. Uh, I think this looks outstanding. I'm so excited. That whoever made the trailer clearly believes in the movie, yes, and believes that it's something yeah. special because it's really beautifully edited together. And then at one point, I think I screamed. Synchronized swimming <laughs> like at the very end because it seems like it might be every movie and it really yes. seems to be. So I this was not on my radar at all. I love the cast. I'm really excited to see this. So I'm really glad that you picked this trailer. This looks great. Will we say the same thing about Tommy's trailer? What nope. kind of nonsense did you bring, mister? <laughs> what have you got? I brought the big scary S word, <laughs> which I originally read as the big scary sword because I'm adorable and apparently <laughs> slightly illiterate, but that's cool. We begin with the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag written by a democratic socialist, Walt Whitman, Martin Luther King Jr., Albert Einstein, socialist to the core. Socialism is as American as apple pie. Most socialists begin with a critique of inequality. Basic human rights need to be provided for. Teachers are buying supplies out of our own pockets. I decided to run for office. I saw what can happen when the systems that are designed to protect working people fail us. Society changes when people who otherwise don't have power stand up. Um, I'm interested to just, I haven't seen a documentary in a while, and I'm glad that there is room for a documentary like this, as we continue to see that potentially unfettered doc- democracy isn't working, isn't <laughs> the greatest idea for a country that's going through an experiment. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with this. And if, I mean, it's not going to change people's minds. The only people that will go to this, I think, are people that are have democratic socialism as a potential in their heart. But I'm interested to see it. And I like the talking heads. And they even in the trailer, they say some pretty interesting things. So would you guys ever have any interest in this? Or does this just make me a communist? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's two different the exclusive things there. Yeah. 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 As they are, yeah. I, I think that you're, you're pro- unfortunately, you're probably right. This is a film that it's going to be an echo chamber of people are going to go see this that are like, yep, already totally agree with 100% of this, uh, which is unfortunate uh, because I think it, you know, people need to expose themselves to other ideas and you may not agree with it, but at least, you know, listen to the argument on that and, and then ask yourself, is this a logical argument? Is it grounded in facts and, and, and reason? And can you logically draw these conclusions or is it just a whole, you know, smoke show of fabricated information and, and logical fallacies? Uh, so I, I love documentaries like this because it gives me something to think about whether I'm going to agree with all of it, part of it or none of it. It's something where I'm like, 
I want to hear the argument and, and let me see the facts and then tease out like, yep, I'm going to do my research. Nope, that's not true. Or yes, I'm really surprised. I did not know that. I, I'm always up for a learning opportunity. So this is one that I'm not going to go out to theaters to see, I'll wait for it on streaming. But I always, you know, once or twice a week, I look through like on Canopy or wherever in documentaries. Is there something like this that's on a topic that I'm not familiar with that I can and learn a little something about it? It was straight up missing so, synchronized swimming. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> yes, for me, the first 10 seconds of the trailer, I spent looking at it going, well, this is not the S word I thought we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so once, once I got past that, um, I love the topic. Uh, I love the topic. I've had conversations about these things with the, uh, various peoples and so, people. And so I find that I, I enjoy these documentaries to help uh, either bolster or shoot down any arguments that I have about, about this topic or really you know, about this topic. Um, and so I think that uh, I do, though, I think I slightly uh, disagree with you guys that I think people that disagree with this will potentially, some people will still watch the movie. Um, I, I find that, I, especially with documentaries, I find sometimes I enjoy watching a documentary that has a premise I don't agree with so I can then say, hey, sure. well, here's all, here's how yeah. I would shoot down all of these arguments, right? And this is why I don't think this is correct. And so I, I think that, you know, this is one, this is a subject where, you know, I've, you know, looked at and, you know, read about in the periphery, but I do look forward to kind of, you know, having a, you know, document like this where you can spend like an hour and a half and actually, you know, think about these topics and ideas and, and really uh, start to form your own opinion on certain things. Because some, some, uh, sometimes you'd have, especially a topic like socialism, there's aspects of it where you could have a knee-jerk reaction to it, where you just have an opinion because you really haven't given it any thought. And so I, I look forward to, to seeing this, to then give some of these topics some thoughts to see really where do I you know where do i really land on 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 these things because you know i may have find i may find them some things that i thought i agreed with that i don't and i may find some things that i don't that i thought i don't agree with that i do so i yeah i, I look forward to the the mind expanding uh process of the documentary like this excellent right. there we it, go it comes out on september 3rd 2021 so right around the corner you're on your game this week, Tom. You were you, you got your date. Did I tell you when my movie's coming out? No, I didn't. This is the um, first week I've remembered, and I think I remembered because you forgot. <laughs> did I alert like, you to you forgetting? No, nope. nope. No, you did not. Mine is available October. May Day is available October first, twenty twenty one. There we go. Tommy's up in his game. (laughs) Come on. Synchronized synchronized swimming mermaids, Tommy, October 1st. There you go. Make it your mermaid day. There you go. (laughs) Meanwhile, I haven't been recording this entire time. Yeah. No, most people know my opinion on trailers. If it's a movie that I know I'm going to see, I really try not to watch the trailer. I want to go in as unspoiled as possible, just really have a fresh experience. So when I heard this trailer came out, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, I'm on SatMath this week. Somebody's going to bring this trailer. I have a feeling Ocean's going to bring this trailer because, Tommy, I know this isn't quite your your ballpark here. And I thought, oh, I better watch it anyway. So, yes. You know, I have gotten to the point where I, with Marvel movies, I re- have realized not really spoiling it so much. They do a, a decent job of of hiding some things. So, but, yeah. Thanks for making me watch the trailer. I didn't want to watch Ocean. Oh, I thought you were talking about the socialist movie this whole time. <laughs> First off, you're welcome. Uh, secondly, uh, it has been, oh my goodness, it's been about a month or so. Well, we had the hiatus. It's been a couple months since I've been on a sat mat. And so I had to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. And I'm staying on brand. And I found the biggest, when I saw this trailer dropped, I was like, well, this is the biggest movie that, that's coming out now that the trailer's dropped on. So I uh, did uh, Spider-Man's uh, No Way Home. 
So, Peter, to what do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Stephen. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. The entire world was about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? I can read the synopsis. Uh, to, to I can read the synopsis to you about about this trailer, but it's really. It's Spider-Man, right? So, I mean, you know, it's like the synopsis. For the first time in cinematic history of Spider-Man, our friendly neighborhood hero is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from the high stakes of being a superhero. When he asks for help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Which, honestly, that's a nice-sounding synopsis, but at the end of the day, you had me at Spider-Man. <laughs> so um, so it's, the, tra- the trailer looks great. It looks like they're really, uh, you know, Marvel's... I mean, Marvel really... Even Marvel's bad movies are still enjoyable, right? And so they, the MCU, they're, they're really, you know, just each, each time they seem to be up in their game of what they're doing. This trailer looks great and amazing. They, are, they have really, truly built a a cinematic universe where characters from disparate movies are interacting where it would make sense, uh, you know, and just kind of what they're, and this looks like it's really just continuing on with that saga. Also, I think it is, um, it is the first larger movie that is going to start mixing in the uh, split timelines that they that they that they kicked off in Loki, and that they're going to then start setting everything up for the Phase Four, oh. or the Phase Four Five, because uh, Phase Four is going on, you know, and so they're starting up the set of the same for the Phase Four, Five, and Six, or however long Kang the Conqueror is the is the big bad, right? However long, I don't know how many phases they'll draw that out, but Conqueror. this is where they're starting to kind of build the build the founding blocks of what they're doing with the multiple time and the multiple zone dimensions, the multiverse, all that stuff but either way i mean it's spider-man so you know that's i i, I could not be more excited about this movie so we are we're here with steve what do you what do, what do you think Tommy? did you say what did you say king the conqueror that's a person king yes and i'm going king. to i'm going to say his name the way i say it in public oh. and not the way i say it in private it is king the conqueror and he um at the end of loki he was set up as the the end of loki he, they actually set him up in a in a way as as he'll be the next big bat. i said loki um the tv show yes. i actually watched it yes so the, the yes the guy at the end uh, that that the that the oh goodness I can't remember the female Loki's name but the one that she killed at the end that he goes like I'll I'll be seeing you soon that's Kang the Conqueror that's why when remember Loki comes in the other time zone they, they have the big statues of him and everything because he oh. goes through time. part part of his whole thing even in oh, the in the comics is about going through uh, having he discovered the multiverse discovering the multiverse and finding these different times and and you know basically being able to figure out how to control things in different times and then you know be the be a conqueror because his name is Kang. The conqueror. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. I forgot about. So, all yeah. That. So okay. Yeah. So I don't think he'll show up at all in Spider Man because. No. But uh, at the same time, I'm I'm looking forward to Spider Man. <laughs> you just like saying Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that I'm looking forward to Spider Man, but I'm looking forward to Spider Man. <laughs> so. Because because this new Spider Man is great, you know, especially with, with Tom. I mean, I really Tom, like Holland Tom Holland does the does the character. It, it's great, and also he does have a 
the the kind of he really does do a good job of capturing the youthfulness mm-hmm. of Spider-Man because the youthful kind of whimsy because Spider-Man is not super serious, you know, and, and he's young, right? And I think that he does a good job of capturing that. You know, that even when you look at some of the other actors that have played him, they're good actors, but a lot of them they you know they looked older than yes. really what Spider-Man right. is, yeah. and, and it's one of the things that people have a hard time dealing with with Spider-Man, or at least you have a hard time wrapping your mind around is that yeah he's really strong and everything, but he is still you know he's nineteen. You know, he's 19, 20 years old. Like in, in this, how he's still in high school, which are, apparently this is the third movie he's in high school. So I think he's on that eight-year high school plan. <laughs> um, and so he'll be there for a while. No, you're you're right on. I It's gave me everything I wanted to see um, in, in this movie. You know, I've been hearing the buzz about what they're doing with multiverse and bringing other characters from the other cinematic universes so because we don't have doc ock in the you know this ver- he he didn't interact with this peter parker it was a different peter parker so we're we're mixing and crossing universes and all that stuff and one thing that i i always enjoyed about this so I guess iteration was going back to uh, the first one, Spider-Man Homecoming. It was like the first Marvel movie where the villain wasn't like killed at the end. It's always like, oh, we got to kill the bad guy. It's like, oh, no, he's going to get arrested. We'll put him in, in jail. And I, that's something that's, I know, more common to Spider-Man. We saw that in some of the other Spider-Man films uh, with, with Andrew Garfield, with, uh, what is it, Jamie Foxx's uh, Electro is, you know, I think that one ends. He's in prison. So mm. we don't always have the high stakes life or death. It's just like, no, I'm a kid. And I'm going to, there's somebody doing something wrong. I'm going to stop them. And then, okay, they get arrested. It allows us to bring villains back instead of, okay, we've, we've killed off these villains. Who else, you know, do we need to bring back? And this provides a solution for, for that in allowing villains from other films that may have had different fates to be brought back through this whole timeline multiverse uh, event. So I'm really excited to see how they they pull this off, you know, how well this works, you know, what where do you go with a story like this and how do you resolve it? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to having fun all along the way. Good trailers, guys. We did it. <laughs> We're going to do something new. We're going to do something different. What? We've got a game. Oh! But I didn't have anything to do with this game. Well, I had a little bit to do with this game. This, uh, we've been getting... Uh, we play in Parcheesi? No, no, no. We, we've actually had <laughs> listeners that have said, hey, I got a great idea for a game if you guys want to try it out on the sat mat. So I was the victim of the last time this happened when Pete did one with um, studio, uh, you know, the intros on films of like what's the universal theme what's the mm-hmm. you know dreamworks theme and i have a tin ear and couldn't tell you anything about any of those uh so i'm going with something a little bit more traditional conventional this is a game called spit it out uh that was conceived by uh ben lott so ben thank you for this concept uh thank you mr lott this is a speed round trivia game and mm. you will have each of you will individually have a short time to answer six easy trivia questions oh um so, you know, real simple questions. It's sort of like, uh, you know, was it Family Feud, that last part where it's like question, you know, real quick answer. Uh, so we're going to do five of those questions, just real quick lightning round type things. But for the second round, this is where Ben puts a twist on it. For the second round, I'm going to roll two dice and the numbers that come up on each die represent one of the six questions in your list. So, for example, if I roll a two and a six, then question number two and question number six, you must answer incorrectly. But your incorrect answer must be relevant 
So the whole idea is your brain's thinking really fast. I say this question, you're going to answer that. You say, no, I got to I got to stop myself. I got to think for a second and give something incorrect. So for example, if the question was, what actor played the role of John McClane in Die Hard? You're going to say Bruce Willis, Willis, right? But if you have to answer it incorrectly, you have to say something wrong that's relevant. So you can't say like, you can't say like turkey sandwich. You could say Alan Rickman. I will use my judgment if it's an acceptable wrong answer. Could I have said Bruce Banner? Because they both have the word Bruce or that's too off the No, that's fine. That is totally fine. There's got to be... No, no, there's got to be a logical connection to like, yes, it's a Bruce. Boom. There you go. Turkey sandwich has nothing to do with Bruce Willis. You're fine. <laughs> You're going to get a point for each correct answer and a negative point. I'll take oh! a point away if you answer no. if you answer correctly when you're supposed to answer incorrectly. Oh, oh okay. Got it. Okay. So we're gonna, we're right. going to do we're going to do a quick round here of just, you know, short ones just to get you in the in the flow before I start throwing in the the complicated uh you know, of having to put in a wrong answer. So we're going to start off. I'm going to get my timer. And Are these we're digital st- dice? Well, yeah, you don't need to see them. You're all oh. set, right? Okay. We'll just take his word for it. take my word for it. It's just random up. numbers. Yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. And so I, I tried exactly. to key these, these questions into things that I'm fairly confident are things you're going to know pretty quickly that are in your wheelhouse and the types of films you like and have seen. So, you know, lots of Ingmar Bergman and Andrei Tchaikovsky, all of that Perfect. stuff. Um, the Odessa step sequence. Um, uh, yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. okay. I'm a big, I'm a big Citizen Kane guy myself. Okay, so if we can get some Orson Welles in there, that'd be great. Thanks. Okay. Citizen Kane, the conqueror. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's that a movie I want to see. That is a movie <laughs> yeah, I want to exactly. see. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Well, I was gonna say I'm thinking a bit of a number between uh I, one and ten. Tommy? Eight. Nailed it. Two. Tommy's right. It's eight. What? Right. Yes. <laughs> He's in my head. He is in that's my head. That's gonna be the last thing that I get correct. Okay. Are you ready? I've got 45 seconds on the clock here. I'm I'm completely locked up. <laughs> Okay, go. All right. And what species of dinosaur does Dr. Grant first see on Isla Nubar in Jurassic Park? Brontosaurus. Okay. What actor plays himself in Zombieland? What? Brillberry. Who originated the phrase fake things fighting fake things? Me. (laughs) How many people does Jason kill on the first Friday the 13th? Six. No, it was his mother is the killer. Ah, clever. According, according to the film Child 44, what vehicle is incapable of undressing a child? <laughs> a train. There you go. All right, Tommy, you got four points. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm so embarrassed I about w- that Jason question. Classic <laughs> scream blunder. I thought you would. You're the horror man. I I'm, thought you would have known that. It's one. the time oh. element. I'm not good with countdowns. Okay. All right, Ocean, are you ready? I, I don't. Yeah, let's find out. Let's see. Yes, let's go. Okay. Well, hey, Tommy's got four points. You just have. There's five questions here. You just get them all right, and you're okay. ahead after round one. Easy peasy. All right. In the James Bond franchise, the designation of Q is given to what position? Quartermaster. What franchise is known for the phrase "What I do have are a very particular set of skills"? Taken. Yes. Which Indiana Jones film sparked the controversy that led to the creation of the PG-13 rating? Oh, that was the second one. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. In what David Cronenberg film does Gina Davis say the famous line, be afraid, be very afraid? (laughs) Long kiss, good night. 
No, it's The Fly. The Fly. And yeah. what John Carpenter film did you and Ray discuss on Silver Linings Podcast? Escape from L.A. There you go. All right, you guys are tied four up at four. four points. Four, four, four points. Good apiece. work, Ocean. All right, now it gets messy. Now it gets complicated. So, Tommy, you've got six questions. Questions two and four, you have to give the incorrect. I have to write two. this down. Two and four. Got it. Two Can and four and out of six. Got it. Yes. I'm going to put that and right I'm up I'm adding here. more time. I'm adding more time to the clock. I'm going to make it a full minute because I know there's going to be that pause. And oh, I don't, yeah. You know, and we've got six questions and some of these are really long questions. I tried to time them, but here we go. Are you ready, Tommy? Never been readier. Do you need, do you need a visual prompt or something to tell you that, you know, to, for two and four, you need to give the wrong answer? Have you got it written down? There? I wrote You're it down. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, it all looks right, like 24. I'm... Okay. <laughs> what candy did Elliot use to lure E.T. to his house? Reese's Pieces. Yes. Freddy Krueger is famous for his sweater and claw hand. What colors are his sweater? Red and green, like Christmas. He loves Christmas. <laughs> okay. Wrong. You're supposed to give me the wrong answer, Tommy. All right. Wait, it is red Ridley... and green? <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought it was orange. Go ahead. Ridley Scott's film Alien is best known for this iconic scene. Uh, the chest bursting scene. Yes. In 2016, this line of 80-yard dialogue from The Finest Hours became a catchphrase on the film board. Hey, everyone turn off your lights like she did. <laughs> All right. What Tim Burton character can be summoned by saying his name three times? Beetlejuice. In Jurassic Park, what actor says, hold on to your butts as he shuts down the power grid? Samuel L. Jackson. That is correct. Way to go, Tommy. So it is red and green? It is I red thought and I was green. giving you the wrong answer. <laughs> you were supposed to be, and you gave me the right answer. Adorable. All right. So I got another, I got five, right? You got five okay. that time, yes. So you are at a total so, of nine. So, so what was the whisper one? Because you're supposed to get that one wrong, right? So what was what was the actual answer? The actual line of ADR dialogue from The Finest yes. Hours? Hey, everybody, yeah. turn on your lights. Turn on your headlights like she did. And I changed it to turn off your headlights. There you go. Oh, okay. That's got good it. enough. Just like she got did. It. Just like she did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ocean, All right. you are going to... Oh, this is easy. One and six. So our first and last questions, oh. you have to answer incorrectly. Okay. All right. Got it. Hoosiers is about a high school basketball team in which state? Confusion. <laughs> <laughs> in Top Gun, Tom Cruise plays Pete Mitchell, but is better known by what call sign? Maverick. In Joe Dante's film Gremlins, what are the two rules to follow if you own a Mogwai? Don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. What Beatles song does Ferris Bueller lip sync in the parade? Um, help. <laughs> Although the phrase eat my shorts is most commonly associated with Bart Simpson, most Gen Xers first heard it from John Bender in what John Hughes film? Oh, uh, The Breakfast Club. All right. And your final question. What gymnastics position came to be Jean-Claude Van Damme's trademark in the 90s? Handstand. All right. <laughs> I had to think of a different gymnastics position. Yes, you did. So, <laughs> you said, of course. Like, okay, so like, the correct answers were Hoosiers is set in Indiana, and Jean-Claude's trademark move is the splits. But you got you don't know your Beatles songs and Ferris Bueller, so you guys are tied at nine. This is and exciting. I have no tiebreaker. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the song was in Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout. That, that's not the Beatles. 
It's the Beatles version of it. The Beatles. Ver- okay. There we go. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> that is Spit It Out, our fast-paced trivia game. That was a wonderful All game. Right. So wait, we end with a tie? We end with a tie, just like, you exactly. know, Ted Lasso. There I we go. It. We're going to end in a exactly. tie. We end with a tie. It's I right. love it. Like, Ocean, it was a pleasure. Just, well, you know, I, I would like to say the same, but ties are like kissing your sister. So I don't know how, <laughs> I, how I feel about this right now. So I'm a little, a little confused. Uh, we could do a toying call. A toying call? A toying call? Let's do that. Let's yes. do that. Okay. Or I could yeah. <laughs> just say, no, it, you're both is, winners. It is fine. Yes. yes. We'll share we'll share the gold. There you go. All right. <laughs> we can kiss each Thank other's you. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And thank you, Ben, for giving us the concept of spit it out. That it was, was great. Very thank enjoyable. you. Yes. Thank you, it Steve. Was, it was that a, was a lot of fun. A lot of fun pulling yes. some yes. questions together for you guys. Hopefully I hit your your sweet spots on your film trivia there. Uh, We're about to get into lists, but first, a word from our sponsors, or these public service announcements, or whatever these things are that they put in here for me to say. To tell you that, The Next Reel just kicked off its 10th anniversary season. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. For this 10th season, Pete and Andy have selected a year of women directed films to discuss. Each of our lists is based on one of the films that they discuss, and members are able to vote in the list challenges that are posted weekly in the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community. If you're not a member but would like to become one, head over to thenextreel.com slash membership. For $5 a month, you get access to live streams as we record. So right now, you could be watching this live to see all the fun that we're having here as we record SatMat. Early access to shows in your very own personalized podcast feed and access to the super secret member channels in Discord and member bonuses and even stickers and all kinds of fun bonus stuff. We also now have a Letterboxed HQ page, so make sure to visit, like us, and follow our story Every time we post a show, we're putting it up there on the Letterboxd HQ. It's another great way to see what's been going on here over at True Story. Letterboxd is also offering a discount to anyone listening to The Next Reel. Just head to truestory.fm slash letterboxd, and you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to Pro or Patron with a 20% off discount, and it also works for renewals. It is also time for our annual questionnaire. You don't remember the 2020 annual questionnaire, do you guys? <laughs> it was a casualty it. of 2020. It didn't happen. Oh. And it didn't happen in 2019 yeah. or 2018. So it's not really an annual questionnaire, but that's what we call it. But it's our way for you to share your listening habits, what you like and don't like about this show and more. Head over to truestory.fm slash satmat and look for the big questionnaire button. One lucky respondent to the survey will get to pick one of our upcoming member bonus episodes. Has this ever happened to you? You open up your podcast app and click on the master feed, but you accidentally click on Trailer Rewind episode when you only wanted to listen to Satmat. Ugh, it's so frustrating. Is the master feed becoming cumbersome for you? Do you feel like downloading all these episodes is burning up your bandwidth and creating clutter? Have you ever thought, there's gotta be a better way? Introducing individual feeds. That's right, all of your favorite True Story FM shows in their own individually wrapped feeds. No more cross-contamination. You can now limit your downloads by subscribing to our new individual feeds. That's right, each of our shows has its own separate feed in the directories. So if you just want the SatMat and the Next Reel, for example, you can just search for them and subscribe. You can subscribe just to those shows only, and that's all that you would see. It's that easy. How much would you expect to pay for a premium feature like this? 
$19.99? Yep. $29.99? No, it's all yours for the low price of absolutely free. What? Open your open your podcaster catcher and try our new individual feeds. Individual feeds do not improve the quality of episodes and do not prevent you from selecting the wrong episode from the wrong feed. True Story FM and its subsidiaries are not responsible for misuse of individual feeds or from any side effects resulting from listening to any podcast episodes. All right, lists, lists, lists. This week's list selection is tied into the film Real Genius. I'm assuming both of you guys have seen Real Genius. Not for a long time, no. Yes. Okay, directed by Martha <laughs> no, Coolidge. I, what? I, I've you, never seen You've Real never? Genius, no. You've never seen Real Genius? No, I feel Pete, that Val Kilmer is Pete, maybe you. Pete, Pete, get over there. Pete. Make him watch this movie right now. He he did Top Gun. <laughs> and, yes, he and, did. And then I watched him in Heat. Yes. And then I'm I'm good. I'm like, you know what? These are two great movies. Oh. I feel these are great. You know, that makes me feel that Val Kilmer is America's treasure. And I just want to keep him right, right there. He's a treasure in this one. I want to keep The, the right comic there. side of Val Kilmer in Real Genius. It's part mm. of their current 80s comedy with Coolidge and Heckerling series. And they we put the options in the Show Talk channel at Discord. And our members voted that we talk about secret rooms. Because uh, our main characters have a discover there is a secret room in their closet uh, prior to student has built a whole underground lair, I guess, so to speak, and is a secret entrance through their closet. Uh, we were also challenged to not include any Batman movies in our lists. So. Which really threw a wrench in Ocean's plans. It sure did. I, I was, I was going to do the Christopher Nolan trilogy until yeah. done, done, and then just leave and go watch. Just like exactly. Pierce Brosnan exactly. movie. Drop the mic. Yes. Yes, there we go. All right. the, so, can I tell you a very uninteresting fact real quick? Well, I was going to say, what, what criteria did you use or what, what does secret rooms mean to you? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't have got? anything to say about that. I want to say something No, you don't. Different. You've got just other fun facts? The guy that now it's plays, time for fun facts with Tommy. The guy that plays the uh, guy that lives in the secret room in Real yes. Genius is also in The White Lotus, The End. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he what is that actor's Jennifer, name? He plays Jennifer Coolidge's lover. Jennifer Coolidge, is that an actress? Yes, that is. Yes. If she, he yes. plays her, is, her lover on in The White Lotus. Oh, okay. This is this whole podcast is about the White Lotus, right? <laughs> is, is it? This is for those of you listening to the White Lotus podcast. Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, did you have any special criteria that you used, or how did you determine secret rooms? Is it just a hidden room? Was there any trouble making the, your list? Any challenges that you guys encountered? I, on I this? found the list to be very challenging. Um, I had several ideas of what I thought would be secret rooms and movies in my head. And then as I started thinking through movies I've seen and researching other movies, I realized that the type of secret rooms that were in my head weren't, aren't really in movies. <laughs> and so that made my oh. list challenging. Okay. All right? And so, and, and, and immediately my first thing I thought of was like, well, you mean like the Batcave? Because I was like, you know, <laughs> yes. yeah. And so, you know, so there was part of me where I was like, hey, you know what would be really kind of, you know, uh, cheap and cheesy would be if I just did old Batman movies. But then I learned uh, shortly before uh, recording uh, that we can't use the Batman movies. Uh, so I do have other movies that I'm, that I'm you know, planning to, to planning to use and can discuss and everything, in which case then I just went with more of a uh, a room that is not known by everyone or, you know, just something like that. That sounds like a secret room to yeah. me. Sounds like it to me. Yeah. I'm good. Yes, that's good. Yep. All right. Well, I will start us off with... Um, one of the first ones that came to mind just because it's it's not so much 
that the secret room is important to the movie. It's just, uh, I, for me, a great comedy sequence uh, in Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein when we've got the scene with the torches and when you pull out the torch or the book or whatever and the fireplace starts to spin around to mm. reveal the secret pathway behind it and we've got all kinds of comic hijinks that ensue. So that is my first pick, Young Frankenstein. That was an. In, that's the one where he finds the works of his father, right? That is correct. That yeah, is yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh, yeah, I, I recently saw uh, Young Frankenstein and, act, and actually enjoyed it. Was, but uh, you you hadn't you hadn't seen this as like a young adolescent ocean just looking for comedy. I've, no, I I I've seen it. Interestingly, so interestingly enough, since we're down down this rabbit, this is how I started watching. This is why I watched Young Frankenstein. I have not I had not seen it until probably about three or four months ago. Oh my gosh! And wow. part of the reason I saw it is that um, when I'm working, I listen to various music podcasts, hmm. and so one of the music podcasts I listen to, they're uh, electronic. Uh, it's the uh, it's their electronic drum and bass podcast, right? And so, and so it's DJ B12, and it's a drum drum bass podcast, and he mixes in different things with a, a different set. It allows me to have a nice long two hour thing where I'm working and in one of it he mixed in all these different drops from them from that movie uh-huh. and after hearing that po- that podcast that set a bunch of times I started thinking hey this would be interesting to actually watch this movie and so I think about six months ago was the first time I watched Young Frankenstein and I watched it because I was like yeah I know these lines now from this German based podcast that I listened to <laughs> that is the most so, weird so, roundabout way to discover right that right movie but I love it yeah. I love that yeah yeah no so yeah I, I found it very interesting that's how I found Blazing Saddles. All the little so. gags. <laughs> yeah, so so there, there are so so the, the lesson here, boys and girls, is there are multiple ways to find yourself to enjoy a classic movie. <laughs> that is true. All right, yeah. Tommy. I'm uh, mine is a secret room, much like yours, uh, Steve, where it's filled with comic hijinks and there's a whole bunch of laughs. Just kidding, it's for kidnapping. I picked the movie <laughs> Room. Oh, oh, straight down the barrel, just room. <laughs> and it is not a funny room at all. It is not a funny room at all. It's a very secret room. It's Correct. a nasty room. Yes. Jacob oh. Tremblay, yeah. Alison Brie. Yeah. I love that movie. I love the book yes. even more. I'm picking room, the end. All right. Okay. Um, I will start with the one movie that I picked that I was confident that no one else would steal. Oh. Um, and so in this movie, uh, this room has the, to gain access to this secret room, there are two levers that are three feet apart at the door. And if you pull one lever, the one on the left, it'll drop you into an alligator infested waters. And, and if you pull the other level, the one on the right, it will grab you and flip you over into a roller coaster that will take you down, down the spiraling roller coaster ride. And at the end of the roller coaster ride, it pops you out and you and your partner, whoever you have with you, and drops you into some nice lab clothes. Uh, lab coats. Uh, what room is this, you may ask? Well, it is Yzma's secret lab. Oh. And it is the lab where Yzma creates her secret potions where she can manifest her plans to take over the Inca Empire in the Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. <laughs> wow. I have not seen that movie in forever. Oh yeah, my gosh. It, it, that is awesome. Yeah, it came awesome. out in 2000, I think, yes. when I saw it. It was, yeah. it was pretty new when I saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. But, that's, one of the, yeah. that's one of the really... Unique Disney films. I know it's got a really yeah. convoluted history yeah. and everything, but it yes. is such a unique Disney movie. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. I love that one. Excellent. Excellent yeah. pick. All right. Well, when it comes to secret rooms, I guess sometimes it's, you know, 
about the way you find it. Sometimes it's what's in the room. Um, I guess sometimes it's about finding a small hidden door that you crawl through it into a tunnel and then you eventually find yourself somewhere that you would never expect yourself to be. Because mm. there's not normally a, a way to get there because that might be the mind of John Malkovich in being John oh, Malkovich. Oh, <laughs> I have to behind this door. Yes, and then it spits you out somewhere along, what, the New Jersey Turnpike after a few hours. So <laughs> that is my second secret, secret place, secret room in the little door that takes you to the mind of John Malkovich. Yeah. That was such a good movie. I have to watch that. I, I really, I really, I really did enjoy that movie. It was, it was, it's really quirky and hard to describe to anyone without spoiling it. But yes. it is, it was such a, it was such a fun movie to watch. Good pick. So it's my turn, and it's my it's your shush, turn. my dog. Hmm. I don't like any of the rest of my choices. I'm going to put them up here and decide on one real quick. Okay, here's another fun room that's made for murder. <laughs> <laughs> we learned about this room at the very end of the movie, uh, but we learned that actually the hero was there when the room was being used for murder earlier on. Can everyone hear my dog drinking? Is that going to be a problem? No, we're all good. What's he having? A Sprite remix. <laughs> That's why he's always so tired. <laughs> he is not well. He's not living well. Um, what else can I say about this? Oh, it is also in comparison uh, or in contrast to all the horrible things that go on in this room. Um, it, it's delightfully soundtracked by Enya. Does anyone have a guess? Oh. Sound familiar at all? Yeah. Girl with the yeah. Dragon Tattoo, oh. the remake oh. from David Fincher when he's all tied up oh. and what's his name is like, we're going to need a lot of towels. And I'm like, gross. Anyways, that's a secret room uh, that is like blocked off and has codes and stuff to get into it. That seems pretty secret. Yes, that does. Yeah. Yes. Right. The end. Okay. So I guess I am up. Um, so this in this movie, uh, it, it's it basically asks a uh, a regular relationship question, which is, don't all relationships start out in bliss and migrate to you actually wanting to kill each other. Oh. Well, this movie shows one of the best versions of that story. And a to boot gives you the rom-com happy ending where the couple uses therapy to mend their fences and get back together. And I am, of course, talking about Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Smith. Yeah, good yes. one. Yeah. So if you are wondering, well, what's the secret room in this, in this romantic comedy? Um, well, John Smith, uh, played by Brad Pitt, has a secret room in the bottom of his garage where he hides his guns from his unsuspecting wife, Jane. Good pick. There we go. I have not seen that one in a long time. Didn't remember the secret room, but I figured... Yeah. But well, they're yeah, hiding so many things from each out, other. Who else? Yeah. Right, right. Yes. When it starts out, they don't know that they're both contract killers. Right. It, it was. It's, it was a really. It's a really fun yep. movie. Uh, so it's just a fun movie. But it is also like you know, it's it's not. I think it's a fun, good, good movie. Um, and I've probably seen it maybe a couple times, and that's probably enough. It's not like something you watch over and over again. <gasps> no. I really like it. I think it might be my favorite. Um, Doug Liman movie. No, go. No, it's not. No. What is? No. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Okay, go on. <laughs> I did, mean, he I'm direct, assuming. did he direct White Lotus? Wow, it's so good. Okay, yeah, go ahead. It, it, <laughs> <something else. laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming you liked Edge of Tomorrow better than Mr. and Mrs. Smith. 100%. I, on, I forgot that okay, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah oh, this one's great. Yes, but but white but his direction in White Lotus episode five was amazing <laughs> yes, and captivating. Yes. I found yes, and that uh, the, 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 just not only the angles he got, he was he was giving us, but the performance that he got out of those actors. I mean, I'm 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 moved to now. Right now, I, thinking about it, I know I did not know he worked with mermaids so well during that underwater, yeah. you know, synchronized swimming piece yep. in White Lotus yes. episode five. Yeah. Yep, that's yes. the way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> All right, my last pick. I've got three, and I'm challenged to decide which of them because there's some that are movies that I think everybody's seen and likes. Some that I may like, and some that probably not a lot of people have seen. So I'm going to go with one that I know hasn't been, I don't think there's ever been a reason to pick this movie. Pete may have picked it for some reason, but when you're on a quest to discover hidden secrets about this country's past and possible hidden treasures, when you have to steal the Constitution (laughs) because you're Nicolas Cage uh, to find the hidden rooms where everything's secretly hidden in National Treasure. A ridiculous movie that is just stupid fun to watch and yeah i think they i think in the what is it the early 2000s when reality tv was going on somebody tried doing a reality tv series sort of similar of like finding the important historical sites and all of that uh, because it just seemed like people were fascinated by american history and possible secrets so that's my final pick national treasure oh nicholas cage how the mighty have fallen (laughs) did that come around (laughs) i heard pig is very good did that come around the da vinci code is that why some of that it it may yeah i think it was yes right around that the da vinci code does it wasn't wasn't it first? Like I mean, only by like a year or two. But okay. I think it was first. I believe you. And so then, and you're talking about the first national the first treasure. One. Yes, the first one. Okay, I'm surprised yeah. they I haven't mean, made yeah. a third. Because I liked both of those. I thought they were fun. Yeah, National Treasure was yeah. 2004. Four. The Da Vinci Code. The book, I mean, obviously the book. Yes. Oh, well, I think the book predates. The yeah, book. See, the that's... book may predate the because uh, the uh, Da Vinci Code is a 2003 mystery 2006. thriller novel, and the movie is 2006. 2006. So, yeah. So movie was 2004, book was 2003. So they're contemporaneous with each other. Got be it. Hard, hard pressed, but I, w- I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Yeah. That they yeah. put that project together quickly. Yeah. All right, Tommy. What what have you got for your final? You find her murder room that you're going to bring us. And they're all murder rooms. <laughs> I didn't even know when I was making this. I have four options. And no, three, because that's more of a bunker. I have three, and I'm realizing they're all murder rooms. <laughs> so why don't you pick one, two, or three? Two. Okay. Yeah, two sounds good. This is a super fun room. Um, it You get to it by sliding down a pipe, but it's not a fun slide because you're usually dead, starring Justin Long and some other people. Jeepers Creepers! <laughs> Did anyone ever see Jeepers Creepers? It was Jeepy Creepy! Uh, it's a good horror movie directed by, well, a creep, but he it, it launched a franchise. There were three of them all in. Uh, don't look up the director. He's a criminal. Uh, but the first one, Jeepers Creepers, <laughs> was a legit... Uh, I thought it was really pretty effective. It's neat. It starts of like a road trip being chased by a guy in a big truck, duel-ish kind of thing. And then Justin Long slides down the pipe and it's pretty gross down there. The end, Jeepers Creepers. That's, that is an answer that is going to <laughs> satisfy no one. There we okay, go. All right, Ocean, bring us home. on brand. Um, this uh, movie, uh, this, this movie has a room that is so secret that in order to get to it, 
You have oh. to free a world-renowned locksmith from his vampire, werewolf, and ghost captors. <laughs> then get him to guide you to it. Oh. Convince two other groups of people to destroy an unnecessary-to-the-plot power plant, along with its only semi-necessary <laughs> backup power station, all while avoiding not-so-secret agents trying to kill you and your team. And inside this room, the only thing there is a bunch of television screens and the architect. Oh. And the movie I'm speaking of Got is, it. I thought I had you, yeah, and then I the lost you, and then the I Matrix reached you. Reload, okay. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, while I am in a minority opinion of this, it is actually my favorite of the Matrix movies. And that, yeah, because I think it expanded yep. the world and set up okay. uh, the bones for a great third movie. I, and I wish that great third movie had been made. Uh, but and we may we, we may we may finally <laughs> see it this December. Um, uh, but yeah, but and then this movie uh, it contains, right. in my uh, humble opinion, the uh, greatest action sequence uh, ever put to film. Uh, the part where it starts when they are at the Merovingians and Neo's doing the hand to hand fighting in the house, and it kicks all it through that. Oh yeah, I mean, there's you know the hand to hand fighting, then you have the sword fighting and the ghosts and everything. The whole process to break Lost, the the, yes. the keymaker out. That whole sequence, the, you know, when you, I, I think that's just the best action sequence ever put to film. Um, and, and and also I think it goes um, the Matrix and so part of why you know the, my minority opinion about the Matrix Reloaded and why I think it is uh, the, my favorite of the of the Matrix movies is it does go all in on on the love story between the two main characters between Trinity and Neo. And it really sets up the theme of the uh, the theme throughout this about that the uh, you know the power of the love for an individual uh, can the power of the, the power of the love for an individual can okay. inspire yeah. you to accomplish anything, uh, even when the amount of the adversity you seem you face seems insurmountable. And so I think that's what they were really going for. And I thought it kind of worked a lot in the Matrix Reloaded, and then they made the third movie and did something different. Those are all my reasons for loving Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a great pick. Wait, what was the vampire werewolf part? The so the, with the Merovingian uh, when they first go into that that house, the uh, Monica Bellucci um, uh, uh, takes out a gun, kills kills two werewolves with the silver bullets. Um, the oh goodness, the ghost uh, the, the, those that's the werewolf. The ghost ones were just the guys that you know the the two twins. They're they're basically yeah. ghosts. Oh, okay. okay. And I just I think I just threw the the Merovingian and called him the vampire because he just lives forever. But yeah, I love yeah. it. So the the vampire one was was I was that that one was doing some work. I was doing some stre- I was doing some stretching <laughs> to get there. But sure. Yeah. But, I don't know why. But I, they I'm all so, yeah, yeah. But they all three fit together and sounded good when I was saying them. So yeah. perfect. Good work. Ocean, you said you were going to have a tough time, but we had no steals here. We had no overlap. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess. Because you and I know to avoid the murder rooms that Tommy likes to that's, traffic yeah. in, that's fine. But no, I, I think some some great options and all all good entertaining films worth checking out. Uh, Did you guys have any that, backups? Backups. Oh, backups. Thank you for the right, Tommy. You should be running this show. Oh boy! I'm, I'm going to tell Pete. You get you. Just, here you go. No, thank you. Yes, excellent discussion point. Anything. Ocean that you have bonus on your list that you did not get to talk. No, about. I was going to start making things up. Uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I was going to start. I mean, because the the only thing that I had, if if one of mine was stolen at, at the end of that list, other than you know, I did avoid the the, the murder rooms. Um, um, but mm-hmm. the, you know, the only other things I had was like I was going to pick any James Bond or any Kingsman movie because you know where Q is and you yeah. know they're oh, the neat. Yes. oh yeah, yeah of course you, yeah. you use any of those and so I just would have I I'd, yes. I'd have faked it like oh yeah and I and I thought of this one so 
Tommy, what did you what did you have? Oh, I'm just lousy with murder rooms. Let's see, Ten Cloverfield Lane, murder room, Ouija, Origin of Evil, murder room, vacancy, murder room. I'm just gonna go ahead and stop there. So many murder rooms. So many, my apartment, murder room, murder room. Oh, yeah. I only had, um, and it's not really. Um, it, is again a backup backup because it's not really a room in uh it's more of a space i know in uh lady in the water with it you know the apartment there's oh. a swimming pool and there's there's a hidden something that um that what's his name the janitor has to dive into the pool to get and there's something down in a secret hidden place um and then closest thing to murder room I have is Suspiria, the secret hidden room where, you know, ancient witches reside and rituals are performed and all of that stuff in either version of Suspiria. Nice. Good yeah, work, okay. guys. We know how to yes. list. <laughs> we know how to list. And not exactly. a bat cave between us. Uh, so the movie that the next reel is talking about next week is Amy Heckerling's 1989 film, Look Who's Talking. Members voted on that list and... Uh, among the options in the Discord channel, and they chose to talk about cantankerous and cute senior citizens. So that will be the list for next week's show. But as for the poll after that, the one that you can vote on, it's live right now, and it's for the film Messiah of Evil, directed by Willard Hyuk and Gloria Katz from 1973, which is kicking off the next reel's horror debut series. If you want to vote, head over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server and pick from the topics there to decide what they will what list will be present two weeks from now on that sat mat. Thank you everybody for turning in, drinking your coffee. Uh, having oh. a lovely morning. Oh. Oh. Yes. Tommy's about to head off to his murder room. <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All the best murders happen on weekends. Yeah, Saturdays for the murder boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it was great. Great catching up with you guys. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.